What's up? Welcome back. Spring training is here. Baseball has started. The players have reported to camp, and Jake and I have reported to you for our player profile and projections. If you were with us last year, you know what the drill is. An episode a day until opening day. We are going to fill every day that isn't a regular episode with a mini episode, 25 mini episodes for all 25 players that we think will be on the 25-man roster. Maybe we'll have to throw a couple extra in there. Maybe. Maybe we will. We're with you from here on out. From now until opening day, you got Talking Yanks on your feed. And today, Jake, we are opening up with the big maple, the new acquisition, the trade that people like to forget about, James Paxton. But before we go into James Paxton, got to tell you guys about Dugout Mugs. You know about Dugout Mugs because we told you once, but they have sponsored, they have partnered up with us. They're sponsoring the player profile and projections. They're making this possible. They got Yankee mugs. Basically what they are is baseball bats turned into mugs. They're great on your shelf. They're great as a talking point. Bring it to a tailgate. We got to, we got to drink out of them and try them out when we were at Vegas. Dugout mugs. They got Yankee ones. They got talking Yanks ones. You can go to dugoutmugs.online slash talking Yanks. And you can find this talking Yanks mug. I think it's I think it's pretty much it's like on sale as well. If you want to if represent you, the brand. If if you like Aaron Judge better than us for some reason, they have an Aaron Judge signature one. They've got all the other MLB teams. If you got a someone who loves to clap and they're a Mariners fan, they're mad James Paxton's gone. No, uh, you could go get one of those. But these are these are awesome. They're if you like baseball and if you ever drink anything, you're like a big candidate for this. Yeah, I, I want to bring some down to spring training when we're there. Yeah, I think they're talking points. Okay. Like, oh, what's that? Well, it's my dugout mug. So Let's if you it. want one for yourself, you're going to be at spring training. You want to cheers me with your dugout mug? Cheers my dugout mug, and then we'll have a chug off, and I'll lose because I'm bad at chugging. You go to dugoutmugs.online slash yanks. You'll see a picture of me, and then you'll see a video of me because I did a little video testimonial thing. Mm. Very, you know, because I am a commercial guy, Jake. Yeah. Your sex sells. Sex sells. Yeah, it's me in a wrinkled how to ump 101 shirt. <laughs> it's a good look. Because I, I slept in that, and I woke up and filmed a little video. Katie was like, are you sure this is what you want to do? So it's Branding. We'll check branding. out Dugout Mugs. They're bringing you the player profile and projections. First one, we got James Paxson. Why are we doing James Paxson first? Because we basically picked out of a hat. But I think he is the trade people forget, Jake. It's the trade people forget. Um, and I mean, you know, you and I are pretty open with some behind-the-scenes stuff. You want to start with an exciting one. You know, I do I, do I have some fun facts about Jonathan Holder? Yeah. Uh, do I think we want to start off spring training in the player projections with them? Probably not. Um, and and you are right. And we actually had a our our CC had a had a great quote from the most recent R two C two episode where it's like people have forgotten about this guy. This this guy when he's right is very impressive. CC called it Cy Young stuff. Those are his words, not mine. So I think we I think we landed that you know we will you. Hang around for the judges and and everyone else, but 
James Paxton's a big piece, and I, I think this is going to be a fun one to do. So that's how we got here. Yeah. So what we like to do on these, what we did last year, is kind of just talk about the player a little bit for Paxton, introduce him to a bunch of fans who maybe aren't familiar with anything about him. Uh, we will talk about then what stats we're looking for from each player, what we're going to yeah. put stock into, and a little projections, what we hope to happen. Uh, spoiler over alert. under maybe if we're feeling it some over unders yeah send them in for future players well we record these before way before so maybe yeah. that won't work <laughs> tough uh spoiler alert we're usually pretty positive on players because we're yankees fans and optimists so just let that's that... true i i think we i think we will we like to cover the range though we want we want to cover our butts a little bit but it's it's hard to project someone to be awful for our yankees <laughs> so <laughs> Um, but we'll, we'll be as honest as we can. Yeah. All right. So James Paxton is coming into his 30-year-old season. He's 30 years yeah. old, or he's about to turn 30. It's his seventh season in the bigs. We traded Justice Sheffield over to Seattle for James Paxton. Uh, he had a pretty good year in 2018. 28 starts, 160 innings pitched, 3.73 ERA. He had a stretch where he was unhittable in the beginning. Uh, he threw a no-hitter. Uh, what I had, I found the stretch in 2018. He had a nine game stretch, Jake, of three earned runs or less. And it was yep. pr pretty much at the beginning of the season. He was pretty nasty. He's a lefty. He's a big dude. An Eagle landed on him last year. I'm excited to see what he can do. So I don't know what I'm expecting yet. We'll get there. Yeah. But I'm I definitely, I, I think the zeitgeist of the Yankee nation is too down on him. Cause all I keep hearing is Sonny Gray injury prone. Fucking the keywords people like to say, the people that just rehash the same keywords over and over again is uh, they signed a 30 year old injury prone player. Like that's how that's what his top bio reads. That's probably what my bio would read. Yeah, I that would be a pretty good bio for you, to be honest. Um, I, I think there's a lot of different. Well, let me let me say this. I think there's two ways you can look at this and it's. I mean, pretty much how people go through life. You can be half glass full. You can be glass half empty. Um, I mean, one I I could come back and tell you right now that uh, his game starts and in, innings pitch have increased the the last three seasons. His K per nine has increased the past four seasons. Um, he was ninth in the AL in strikeouts in 2018, 2017. He led the league in wild pitches. I think some people went at were were oh if if you're a a Gary hater and just you want to be negative, you're saying, oh, well, uh, I guess who will be catching him because it won't be Gary. So I I don't know. I, I think like a lot of things in life, it's glass half full versus glass half empty. I think what you and I are trying to tell the people is that you should be half full with this guy. When when this guy is right, he's really good. And uh, Jimmy, I've, I've got one dark horse thing that I thought of today that I'm, I'm just going to get out there now because there's not going to be real stats behind it. I think we we look at CeCe as the big Santa Claus on our team and, you know, he's going to throw his arm around everyone and bring him in. But man, I think we have a young Jay Happ on our team and I could see those two just buddying out, man. But they're both but, like six five. I think Hap used to throw as hard as Paxton did, and Hap, as he got older, learned how to pitch a little more. I think you could have a nice little buddy system going there. Okay, not bad. So that's that's an early that's an early take, Jim. Early take. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> I was looking at uh, quality starts 
which some people right. hate that stat. I know CC hates that stat. Speaking of, but I think I don't. I don't lean heavily on it, but I think it is telling. In 2018, Jake, when the Yankees had their starting pitcher throw a quality start, which is six innings pitched, three earned runs or less. Right. The, you know how many games they lost? They had, I think, 67 quality starts out of the starting pitcher. You know how many of those 67 games they lost? Say five. On the nose. They lost wow. five. They lost five games. You know who threw the most quality starts on the team last year? Who threw the most quality starts on the team last year? Luis Severino. He threw Heard 17, him. and then he went to hell after the second half, and we'll get to him right. in his own PPP. James Paxton threw 15. That would put him second on the list. So is it crazy good? No, but it's good. I also found this stat from James Paxton. He went into the seventh inning 11 times last year, which would have tied him for most on the Yankees. Tanaka only went into the seventh inning, seventh, CC four, Sonny four, Herman two, Hap eight, only once with us, Sevy 11 times. So Paxton saw the seventh inning just as much as Sevy last year, which we need more of that. We need uh, we need less five and fly things. And hopefully that the Yankees don't change that because they like their bullpen. So I don't know. I think with Paxton, we're going to see how if his if his numbers on how deep he goes change because now he's got this bullpen behind him and this mentality that pitchers don't need to go that long i think everyone got pulled early last year it felt like well i, I think what's going to be interesting with paxton you you mentioned it a little bit but he's a heavy fastball guy um he he really likes to throw that pitch he was he was one of the top guys in the major leagues throwing his fastball so again if we're talking this yankees team and you can, if the Yankees can give him leads consistently, we see it every year. There's some pitchers that get run support, and there's some that don't, and it's it's kind of random and it's sporadic. If James Paxton can be this kind of guy that, hey, the Yankees are going to give him some, you know, if he's going to be their run support guy and he can go out there and just throw fastballs, I mean, I think James Paxton could go deep for us and have some of those games where it's like, hey, just put it over and see if they do something. If if we've got a three or four run lead, uh, let's see it happen. I know your your biggest thing is consistency, and I, I think that's going to be interesting because people are, until he proves it in New York, everyone has this fresh AL West pitcher, Sonny Gray taste in their mouth that they're going to need to see that that changed. Or, or they're, they're going to want to see early results. Shocker from Yankee fans. Oh, yeah. Everyone's going to be early. Uh, he, but, he did. But, he threw and an- sorry, Jim. The, the, one, the one thing that rant was going that I forgot to get out was we saw the Yankees, the bullpen got stretched out more. When Severino fell apart and we couldn't get the six, seven inning start from Severino, I mean, that became like a carryover effect week after week where the bullpen was drained, the starters were drained, and like Severino used to be the reset button. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, Sevy, go out there, give us seven and two thirds today, and you know, hell. Hell, Chad Critters Green can finish it out, and we can refresh the whole bullpen. Yeah. So if he can bring a little bit of that too, that'd be huge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like I like the leftiness. I like the tall. He kind of looks like Gumby. Like I think shaven, he's gonna look a little bit like Gumby. I think you said that at one point as well. He's Canadian, so there you know that about him. He's married, so now you know that about him. He threw a no hitter last year versus Toronto, which is an interesting story because Toronto drafted him out of high school, and he's from Canada. But he couldn't come to – they couldn't agree on money. He felt like they were stiffing him. So he went and played college, and then he went back and threw the no-hitter against the Canadians. Yeah. Blue Jays. Go, 
Go Cats, University of Kentucky. Yeah. He's got really good stuff. He's got a 96-mile-per-hour fastball. He's got uh, a curve that he uses, a knuckle curve, 82. He throws a cutter. He has a sinker. I don't think he throws a sinker that much. And uh, they threw a changeup like three times last year. They have that on there as well. And Jimmy, so I you you mentioned the lefty thing. I, I've got some some interesting stats here. Do do what do what you want with them. These are stats. James Paxton career versus right-handed batters. They bat 226 with a 278 OBP and a 635 OPS. James Paxton, the big lefty, makes right-handed batters basically turn into a minor league hitter, which is pretty awesome. Really? James Paxton versus lefties. Lefties bat 290 with a 352 OBP, but a 743 OPS. So what this is telling me, Jim, and it it is a high BABIP, balls batted in play, but what this is telling me is that James Paxton is really good against righties, um, and this is also telling me that lefties are solid against him, but they become slap hitters. I like I mentioned 290 352 OP, OBP, but the OPS is league average 743. So I I think that's going to be something to watch early on. Does um that does that lefty righty split continue? Um does that translate to anything different at Yankee Stadium? Um but I I, I thought you'd like those, Jimmer. Yeah, that's interesting actually. That lefties have a better average, maybe they just slap the ball. They're not, they're going up there not trying to do anything. I mean that that's just that's what the numbers are telling me. I think when when we get to watch this guy for however many starts this year, which might be our over under, um, I I think you and I are going to have an opinion on that really quickly. Um, I think it's really interesting, and we mentioned how often he he likes throwing his fastball. Um, it's clearly one of these reverse effects that um, it goes away from the barrel of the bat on righties. How however he uses it, whether it's inside out. Um, outside in, it's it's going to be something enjoyable for us to watch early on. You mentioned he throws that cutter, Mariano Rivera effect. Yeah. Oh yeah, Mariano's teaching now. He's teaching pitching. So this is great. I'd like to find out his demeanor on the mound. I've seen highlights. I've never seen a full game. Is he? What's his time to delivery? Is he quick? Is he fast? Does he command? Does he have a commanding presence? Because that's actually the biggest thing when you talk about a starting pitcher, Tanaka. Sevy, commanding presences. Hap, calm presence, but in control. Not commanding, but calm, right? Yeah, I mean... Pa- Domingo Herman, Pineda, Sonny Gray, <laughs> not commanding, not in control presences on the mound, even when they're pitching really well. Yeah, um... Yeah, a lot going on there. I'd say this. I'd say, I mean, a big guy that throws a lot of fastballs and openly let uh, a bald eagle land on his shoulder, pretty composed. I'm not sure of his rate of play. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see that because that actually does have a big effect on <laughs> the days of our lives. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, interested to see. And Jim, my, my only other, I want to say wild card stat, and then I kind of I want to kick it back to you to see what stats you like or, or maybe some stats that scare you. But this really jumped out to me was that in every inning – so let, let me make sure I phrase this right. Every inning that's not the first inning or the third inning, James Paxton has an ERA under 3.4. Every so, inning that's not the first or third. 
So yes. he had some rough first innings. So I mean, I'll 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 just I'll <clears throat> I'll say it quickly so people can get it. In the first inning, he has a four flat ERA, which That's is not fine. great. Second inning, one five five. Third inning, five two one. And then fourth is three three nine. Fifth, three three five. Sixth, two point seven. Seventh, two point nine. And then eighth is actually six three. So I lied, but that's only in ten innings pitched ever. Um, yeah, in eighth inning. So what I'm get what I get out of that is that when he's on, he's on, and when he's so off, he's off. That's what I'm really interested to see because that's when you mentioned consistency. Um, I think something to watch for early on is going to be the first and the third innings because it looks like. When he's out of there, I mean, he is in the clear. Um, and I, I, that sounds a little ridiculous because, okay, I'm saying two of the first five innings, if he gets through, he should have a pretty good game. Um, but the, the numbers stand out more than I, I think they would elsewhere. I mean, the, the difference between a four, <laughs> four ERA in the first, five in the third, and then 1.55 in the second, um, I mean, obviously there's some lineup stuff going on there too. But um, I've got that circled to watch early on because if – I, I think if we get James Paxton through three, we're going to get the guy that you're looking to get. If you see that rough third inning, circle the third inning because we could be in trouble really quick. Those are his career numbers? Career numbers. So his career numbers, they fall in line exactly with what he did last season. In the first inning, he's got a five ERA. And then in the yep. third inning, he's got a 6.75 last season. They're even worse than the career. And the so, second inning, it's 208. That is very interesting. Why is it the first and third? Why is the second yeah. so good? You would think maybe if he just if it's just a case of he has it and then he's going to go deep and good or he doesn't have it and he's going to lose it early. Well, why is the second so good? That seems oddly consistent. Well, I guess I guess if you if you wanted to be scared about it, you could say something about you're going to see the elite hitters in the first and third inning. So maybe if it's a team that has a really strong one, two, three, which well, we we know that that team in New England uh, does that. Um, so just something to watch out for. I I think again, you and I would rather have a lot more of the eye test before we jump to jump to conclusions like that. But uh, it's pretty interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was trying to see. I, I want to see a breakdown of how many games he gave up runs in the first inning. No, I'm interested in that. Interested? Is that? A, I wonder if that's the thing. Let me Google. Let me Google James Paxton first inning trouble and see if that comes up. Like if it's this is a theme, I gotta. I guess we gotta ask. No, nothing came up. But all right, I'm interested in that. That seems crazy. I had one other stat I thought I wanted to bring up here. Um, he's only given up a home run to one Red Sox, and that was Xander Bogarts. Sure. So no one's ever done damage. I got a lot of people over there, but JD is four for eight off him. And if we have any new listeners, those small sample sizes you can't put any stock into, but they're fun. Yeah, and I mean he he's got the four games started against the Sox with a two four nine ERA. That that's what you put down there. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I man, I think the big thing that just jumps out for you and me. We we've talked at nauseum. Nice, glad I remembered that term. We've talked at nauseum about how many guys made starts for the Yankees last year that aren't really MLB caliber. I mean, even if James Paxton can come in and mow down the Jays, Rays, and O's whenever he plays them, even that would be huge for the Yankees, for for the 2019 Yankees at least. Yeah. What a, like 
Where I want to know, I have no idea. We haven't talked about this. Where are you at with Paxton? Do you think it is a really underrated transaction? Are you scared that he's injury prone? Are you? Do you believe as long as he's healthy, he's going to be good? Like I, what's your what's kind of an overlying sense from you? I'm excited about Paxton. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be good. I the injury prone thing is. I think a bit overblown. Okay. Well, I don't know. So he did make 28 starts last year. Before that, 24 and 20. So he's not like you usually make around 30 starts, right? Right. So it looks like he's missed a month, two seasons in a row. Yeah, that's not good. It's not good. I hope it doesn't happen. I have a quote from him. He was on uh, Michael K. show, and uh, Don asked him about being injury prone, and I, I liked his answer. Here it is. Innings. Can are you someone that you feel that can consistently pitch two hundred innings a season? I think I'm getting there. You know, I've had my fair share of injuries, that's for sure. Um, luckily, knock on wood, none of them have been uh, to my shoulder or elbow. Nothing structural, um, and none of the injuries that I've had have returned. You know, so I've learned how to not have those come back. Uh, so hopefully, I'm running out of things here to uh, have to remedy, and uh, I can. Uh, you know, stay healthy for an entire season. You know, I work very hard, and I put a lot into this and uh, hold a lot of pride in, in myself and, you know, my game. And uh, I'm just going to I'm gonna give everything I've got to go out there and give it, uh, you know, that 200-inning effort. So I like that answer because he's, he's honest. He's like, I think I'm getting there. I liked that he pointed out that none of his injuries have been nagging or recurring injuries, which is good in a way and also not good in a way, however you want to look at it. I think you could spin that both sides. But he says, every injury I've had, I've overcome. So, I don't know. Let's put the over-under at 28. Well, 28 games started. Mm. 30's the goal, right? But but 30's the goal for everyone, and not a lot of people reach 30. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple interesting dynamics here, because, like you said, the structural damage isn't there. I did my glass half full, glass half empty. You could say James Paxton's never put a full season together. I could also come back at you and say that his innings have gone up the past three seasons. His K rate's gone up the past three seasons. So it is like kind of like the words he said. He's, you know, building up to it. Um, unfortunately, I think the safe money is no. And I think part of that reason is if James Paxton is to get nicked up this year, um, you still take your time with him. I mean, you don't. At the end of the day, this Yankee season goal is to win a World Series. So, I mean, are you are you going to rush back James Paxton if he gets whatever injury he gets? He already has a slightly injury-prone reputation. You're going to take your time with him and make sure you do the right thing. So, I I think the safe money would be the under of 28 there. Yeah, I think that is the safe money. CC made 29 starts last year and hit the DL twice. Yeah, those two, two, what were they? Two week stints, something like that. Yeah. So I'm going to play Optimist card, maybe just to do the other side of the coin that you went on. But I just yeah. saw that number, 29 for CeCe with two, with the month on the DL. Tanaka made what, 28 last year with a month on the DL or something like that? So why not? Maybe he doesn't, maybe he hits that, maybe he hits 28 exactly. Maybe it's 29. Man, one of these guys is going to go down. You know that. It yeah. was, it was Avaldi. Then it was Pineda the next year. Then it was Montgomery last year. Like one pitcher is going to go down and you're out of luck. So uh, I don't even, I hope it's not Paxton. I hope it's none of them. 
I've got kind of a weird one for you. All right, we're one more weird one, and we'll wrap it up. Do you care? Do you care at the end of the year that James Paxton has a better ER? Like, would you rather see him be eighteen wins with a four flat ERA, or would you rather see him fourteen wins with like a three five ERA? Do you know what I'm saying here? I, I I guess what I'm saying is we we don't value wins as much as we we used to. But for James Paxton, I kind of am, and I think it's that consistency card that well, I was talking about with you. I think it's different. I don't value wins when judging an individual performance. Right. So but if I was a James Paxton fan, I'd say I'd rather the lower ERA, but I'm a Yankees fan, so I'd rather the more wins. Do you get what I'm saying? Like when Cy Young, you're not voted on but the team. But playoff playoff time, I think you'd rather have three five ERA Paxton on the mound over four ERA Paxton. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I understand that. But if you if you tell me, okay, he's going to make 28 starts, what would you take? 18 wins with a four ERA or 14 wins with a three something ERA? Give me the 18 wins because you're guaranteeing four more wins. Right, I, I, I mean, you're, you're saying it like it's obvious. I think other people would flip flop on that because I mean that, again, this is how we're measuring pitchers nowadays. No one really cares about wins, so you're assuming if James Paxton is pitching better with his ERA, you're assuming that's better for the team as a whole in general. Yeah, I think when Cy Young and when grading the individual player, wins don't mean shit. We saw that with Tom. Right. But I mean. When you ask me about a player on the Yankees' performance, my reaction isn't, oh, James Paxton, I care about his. Mine, okay, how does that help the team? Right. So if you well, give me an option I, more wins, then I'm going to opens wins. up. I think that opens up the question because I'm not saying necessarily more losses. I'm just saying it's, it's James Paxton's performance. But I, I think you're, you're on to something there where I think at the end of the year, I think the game's pitched. I think some of the stuff we're talking about with this guy likes to throw heavy fastballs. I think if if James Paxton can be if if he can be the if he can replicate what Jay Happ did last year, which I say that casually, Jay Happ was great for us, but if he can just be consistent, throw strikes, keep the ball in the park, like I think he can rack up wins where if James Paxton's coming out trying to do too much, trying to have a a three flat ERA or he had a two nine ERA in twenty seventeen I think that could get him in more trouble trying to do too much on the New York stage. I mean, that I, that might be a little over, but um, just just something to think about. We'll see. I just hope he stays healthy and is he doesn't have to be an ace. He just got to be uh, consistently gives us a good outing. What's our what's our disappointment for game started under twenty five? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so like 20, if you miss his five and up. Yeah, I'll give him like three weeks. You're allowed to miss three weeks of the season, Paxson, which is what, like four starts? <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. No, but that, I mean, hey, I was just looking at it. Last year, I was trying to see how many pitchers started 30 games last year in the MLB. 45. Yeah. It's, it's a decently high number. It's not that unattainable of a goal. Right. So now the 200 innings pitched is much different because – only 12 starting pitchers had 200 innings pitched. Think of that. Five starters, 30 teams, only 12 guys through 200 innings last year. That's a much different goal because you got to be, you got to start a lot and you got to be really good in your starts. So 
If you give me innings pitch, I don't care about the 200 mark. I think the Yankees don't even allow their pitchers to even get there. But give Yeah, me the I think games. the Yankees are going to shy away from that. So just, just get them on the hill for the next start, babe. Yeah, yeah. All right, that ends this episode. Welcome. Whoa, that was fucking loud. Welcome back to PPPs. We're excited to be doing these. We we'll hope you're excited for the daily content. See you later.